So we all know the importance in mastering your business and mine. And so in today's episode, I had the pleasure of speaking with Tandy Salter, who is a business coach, a business success coach. And she shared with us a lot of gems and knowledge on sustaining your business, building your business, mastering your mind, um, and so many other things. And she also shared three free tips that you typically would need to pay for just to learn. Um, And so she started here in this space with us. And so very excited for you to listen. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and get in the conversation. The first things first, to find a client, you need to know who you want to attract and who you do not want to attract. Um, that's that where everyone says know your ideal client or your client avatar. Mm-hmm. It's not just the cute business phrase. It's really true and important to do so for your business so that you'll know who to gear your marketing to and also know what type of networking events to attend. You want to be at events with your the people you want to serve are attending. You want to be in even Facebook groups where the people you want to serve are located. And once you do that, then it's time for you to start show up. I, I'm super big on service first, like being a servant leader. So, for example, in a Facebook group, don't go in with the mindset to promote your product or service. Go in with the mindset to serve and help people in the group and engage in the conversation. Answer some questions that you may see someone ask or even you ask questions to start building Welcome to another episode of the Life and Business Trailblazer podcast. I am your host, Daniela G, and I am so excited that you're here. I'm so excited about the conversation, and I'm also so excited to have a very special guest with me. Today, I'm privileged to have uh, Tandy Salter here, and our conversation is going to be about mastering your business and your mind. So Tandy, welcome to the show. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here to share with your audience. Awesome. All right. So before we kind of get into the meat and potatoes of today's conversation, I actually want to warm you up a little bit by um, asking you um, a podcast guest question. Um, And so the overall objective is to kind of get those juices and creativity flowing um, so that we can have a very uh, involved conversation. So the question is this. If you were given a once in a lifetime opportunity to do anything in this life, what would you do and why? Once in a lifetime opportunity? Yes, to do anything. I would say it's interesting enough, most likely, um, what I'm actually doing is empowering other women. Yeah. Because so many women have poured into my life, whether they've yeah. been connected to me directly or indirectly by like books or television shows, that I feel that it's my job to pour back into other women that are coming behind me mm-hmm. and to be the inspiration to the next person. 
I love that. I love that. I always believe in, in paying things forward and reaching back to help somebody else out because believe it or not, um, a lot of our own personal success is not because of the work that we put in only. It's because we had people around us who were supporting us. And so I definitely believe in paying things forward and reaching back. Absolutely. All right. So let me go ahead and introduce Tandy Salter to the show. Uh, Tandy Salter is a master business success coach and consultant who helps to develop marketing strategies so that you can gain more exposure and make more money in your business. Tandy is currently pursuing a doctorate. Uh, Tandy has helped small business owners learn how to navigate email marketing, copywriting, and editing content so that they can get the maximum results from their marketing efforts. Uh, willing to sit by on the sidelines and watching entrepreneurs struggle, she is focused on making an impact and educating entrepreneurs and helping them move beyond frustration and not achieving their goals. I love that. You are a very well-versed and well-seasoned individual, and so I just cannot wait to pick your mind and pick your brain about um, entrepreneurship and business and health and mental health and all that jazz. So let's go ahead and get started. So I just read your bio to um, our audience members, but I always like to ask this question because um, we have we have the accolade side of our professional and personal success, but who are you as a person? What gets you up in the morning and how do you forge new trails on a daily or yearly basis? And so I find a lot of comfort and solace in staying to myself because being around a lot of people who are extroverted, who love to talk and need that physical interaction, it can be draining for me. Um, so right now I'm actually just working on getting better with interacting with people. Like I have quotas, like I can say if I'm going to go to this networking event, I'm only going to speak to maybe like two people and that's going to be my quota for that day. And if I could do that, then I feel accomplished. But being an ambitious introvert can be a problem because you want to do so much, but then sometimes you're afraid of being out there, like putting yourself out there because it is going to take away from your main energy, right? So you have to focus. And so I definitely relate to that. All right, so let's go ahead and join the, uh, move to the next question here. So you do coin yourself as a master business success coach. Let's go ahead and break that down. Um, what does that mean and what does your work fully entail? Okay, so being a master business success coach means that I am dedicated to helping my clients achieve their maximum success they can with their business. Um, and I love to remind everyone that in coaching you for your business, sometimes I kind of dip into the personal side 
because you can't grow your business if you as a person are not together. And so if we have to kind of connect the two. Right. Your, your, your business and your mindset because that's what's going to allow you to become successful and definitely be able to continue to maintain your success. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Excellent. And so, yeah, when I was um, when I was doing my research on who you are, I was going through your site and I noticed that you had a few blog posts on mental health. And so, like, when did you come to that realization that there is a connection between uh, physical success and your mental health or your mindset rather? Um, I would say um, kind of more so from a personal experience. Um, my mom passed in 2009 and I was really struggling with going through grief and actually got to a point where I was really depressed mm-hmm. so I was not showing up as myself. I was just not able to really be who I am. And I ended up actually, after being stubborn for a while, Mm -hmm. I ended up going to see a mental health professional to Mm -hmm. kind of sit down and talk through the details and learn how to better handle the grief I was feeling. And I realized that the more I took the steps that they were teaching me, the better I started to feel. And I was also able to show up better. At the time, I was still working a full-time job, so my performance on the job actually improved as I improved with the help of the um, counselor that I had. Yeah, yeah. And I think that too, it's, you know, we are, we are currently in a culture that has just began to have very honest conversations about, you know, seeking therapy when you need it. I think that I know for me, growing up in a very Caribbean household, um, topics about, you know, seeking a therapist was not discussed. And so for me, I knew that I always had emotional challenges. Um, and so I, I really took it upon myself to, to seek assistance. And that is through a therapist. And so I'm really glad that I did that because I was able to really talk to a clinical licensed individual who gave me very constructive advice on how to really get out of that, out of that bubble. And so I feel that therapy has been um, an integral part in my personal and professional development. And so I always encourage people to, um, you know, seek seek assistance. You know, you may not be comfortable with seeking um, advice from a licensed individual who probably is a stranger to you, but you can always leverage your um, climate and your professional um, industries just to kind of see who is out there and who is willing to support you um, and whatever it is that you're willing to do or wanting to do. So mental health is a very important thing and it definitely plays a major part in your business. So excellent stuff here. So when we talk about business, um, we understand that uh, it comes with risk, right? So what risk have you taken in your life and what lessons have you learned from taking those risks? just starting a business in itself is a total risk because you don't know in the beginning stages you can have these grand ideas and this vision but you don't know if it's going to succeed you don't know if you're going to be able to reach the right people or connect to the right people as far as like trying to build your network so just starting in itself is a huge risk but as you go throughout the journey you learn more. I've definitely learned how to better network with individuals and 
how to network in a way that fits my introverted personality and also learn how to be patient during the process, understanding that making six and seven figures is not going to happen overnight. It might not even happen in a couple of months, but being consistent and patient will definitely get you there. Right, right. Okay. So you talked about um, navigating the, I guess, um, social space as an introvert. What what tips would you be able to share with our audience on how to network with other people being an introvert? I would say first and foremost, don't force yourself to be extroverted. I know for a long time, to be able to network, I thought I had to behave as an extrovert which drained me even more and made it more frustrating. But when I learned to just really embrace who I am and show up that way, it made it a little bit easier. And also, I stopped going to huge events because I felt so uncomfortable. I started with small networking events where it may only be 20 or 30 people in the room. And I gave myself that goal of, making sure to connect with at least three people. And by being a smaller room, I was more comfortable and not so overwhelmed. And so later on, I can work up to bigger rooms, but I still gave myself a goal of how many people I wanted to connect with and how I was going to use those connections. Mm-hmm, hmm And also, too, what I've observed um, in my networking is um, if, you, if you do research beforehand, you're able to pinpoint who you actually want to speak to which makes it very direct and to the point versus you just kind of like finding someone to cling on to um so if you do your research beforehand too i've also noticed that it definitely helps with the anxiety and you're very intentional about the reason why you're attending those networking functions so well that research that that is important as well because it does this study it does help you from being overwhelmed and reduces the anxiety mm-hmm. and something else with the research is when you're researching events don't always go to the same events because then you'll never meet new people right right and it's all about it's all about building your social capital right you definitely want to diversify your portfolio like you don't want to have like the same five people in your social class for like the next two years you definitely want people who are immersed in two different industries right and so there is a book out there um by keith Ferraza, and it's called never eat alone and it was recommended by um this lady who actually led this workshop for our national organization and so you know she really emphasizes the importance of building your social capital because um, it's really all about who you know and who knows you, right? And so you have to be willing to really step out of your comfort zone and meet new people who are in different spaces. So it's a tip for you guys. All right, so when we're talking about business, we're talking about risks and many other things, but I also think that it's really important for us to cover the basic grounds of starting a business. And so this is going to be a loaded question that we're going to break down into pieces. Um, so from your experience, um, what are the first steps that someone would need to take to start a business? Mm-hmm. The first step is to get clear about what type of business you want to start. So, so many times we have aspiring entrepreneurs say, I just want to start a business. And they have like 50 different ideas. <laughs> right. Like, no way. <laughs> right. But 
it's always best to start with one idea and build that one one product or service first and focus on that one particular business before trying to add a hundred other things. I love that. I love that. Having having direction and knowing what like what you're going to do in detail is definitely a great first step. So now that someone has created their business, they went through the various legal procedures and things of that sort, how do you attract clients? I feel like that's the that's the hardest thing to do is finding finding people who are willing to support your vision. So what like how do how do we find people? Like how do we say, Hey, I'm here. Come buy my stuff. Oh my gosh, there's so many different ways yeah. to find clients. Yeah. I could probably talk about this forever because, like, customer service and marketing are, like, two of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. But, um, first, the first thing's first, to find a client, you need to know who you want to attract and who you do not want to attract. Um, that's that where everyone says, know your ideal client or your client avatar. Mm-hmm. It's not just the cute business phrase is really true and important to do so for your business so that you'll know who to gear your marketing to and also know what type of networking events to attend you want to be at events which are the people you want to serve are attending you want to be in even facebook groups where the people you want to serve are located and once you do that then it's time for you to start show up i I'm super big on service first, like being a servant leader. So, for example, in a Facebook group, don't go in with the mindset to promote your product or service. Go in with the mindset to serve and help people in the group and engage in the conversation. Answer some questions that you may see someone ask or even you ask questions to start building engagement. And once the right people start seeing you more active in the groups, then answering the questions they see you have the knowledge they'll reach out to you mm-hmm. and even on your um, Facebook business page or Instagram or whatever platform you're using make sure that you're always sharing useful information or valuable information that your intended audience can relate to and that helps them um, with whatever their problems are so that you're positioning yourself as a solution mm, I love that I love that and many times, too, we hear um, about the hashtags. Like, if you post something, just put hashtags. How, um, how helpful is that in kind of attracting people to your product or service? Hashtags can be incredibly useful and helpful in attracting people to you if you've done the research on the hashtags mm-hmm. and their hashtags are kind of targeted um, for example, a lot of people on Instagram will just put hashtag entrepreneur. Well, that hashtag has millions and millions of um, people who have used it and followers, so it's very difficult for people to find you with just hashtag entrepreneur. So you want to do some research around that. Um, one tip I would say with hashtags is, especially with Instagram, if you put, let's say you're a makeup artist, if you put hashtag um, MUA in like your city it's helpful because people are searching for makeup artists in their city mm-hmm. that helps you get even more attention and focus so that when someone does search you have a 
improved chance of showing up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And so what are some um, additional marketing tactics that new business owners can use, right? We talked about being on Facebook groups, um, being a problem solver and helping other people. But when it comes to marketing for new businesses, what what tactics can you share with our audience? When it comes to marketing, um, a lot of those things that we think of as old school still work. For example, word of mouth is still one of the most powerful forms of marketing because people are constantly asking your friends and family for recommendations and how their experience was with other businesses. So you want to gather those customer reviews and testimonials or direct them to post them on your LinkedIn or Facebook pages so that others can see them. Um, You also want to, um, again, networking events, um, conferences, trade shows, anything of that nature. Go to ones where you can learn, but also go to some where your audience hangs out. And even go to some that are completely out of the box because you never know who you can meet there and they can connect you with someone else. Awesome. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. So now that we've garnered all of these clients and you know business is booming, how do we sustain and grow our business further? When you have started to get clients and you feel like, okay, you're completely booked or you have a waiting list and things of that nature, or you see that you're going in that direction, you want to start building a team. Um, You can't continue to do it alone because you'll wear yourself out. And that goes back to your mental and physical health. You can't run the business if you're not healthy. So you'll need a team to help you. Um, Consider what your business is so you know who to hire. Um, You might need a social media manager. You might need a graphic designer. You might need an email manager. Um, Whatever it is that fits for your business and your needs, you want to consider adding those people to your team so you're not doing it by yourself and also to continue to grow I always recommend from the beginning stages all the way through your growth have a coach that can help you go to the next level and also surround yourself with people that can keep you encouraged like I have an accountability community that I'm a part of so I can go to them with different ideas and mind and questions and they're going to help me work through it and I have a coach I can say look I'm thinking about doing this and we can work through the details of it and determine whether or not it's a good fit for me and my business and if it will help me grow or if it will be a hindrance mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. awesome stuff and so are there are there any tools that you currently use to help you with managing the workload um, for your business do you have any tools um, for example, that help with like hashtag generations, like what tools can you share with our audience on just how to be more efficient and productive? Um, one thing that I love um, is Facebook Creator Studio. Um, Facebook has like really discouraged individuals from using third party scheduling apps so much so that Facebook allows you to schedule posts directly on their platform. So if you use your like a business page, you can go to the Facebook Creator Studio. You can schedule posts there, and you can also schedule posts for Instagram, 
So that helps you save time. Mm. Um, it makes sure you're posting consistently. And then you just go back, of course, and engage with your audience and any comments that you have. So that's one of my favorite tools. And I also, um, I currently use Constant Contact for email marketing, mm. which is great because um, social media has admitted that only about 1% to 2% of your audience sees your posts, but with emails, they're giving you permission to send them and letting you know they want to hear from you. So send them an email um, at least twice a month to let them know about any updates, share valuable information with them. Um, so that really helps you stay in touch with your audience. So those are like two of my favorite things. And I also have love podcasting because it allows you additional exposure for your business. Okay. You can start your own podcast. Um, you can get interviewed on podcasts, and you can also listen to podcasts to learn. So, awesome. love podcasts. I love it. I love it. And so, this kind of um, moves into our next um, our next question, right? So, we talked about tools for productivity, but what if you if you could give our listeners three free business tips? Um, and these tips can align with how to grow your business, um, how to how to refine your mission, how to refine your vision, um, anything that really aligns with just entrepreneurship. What free tips would you give that most people actually pay for? Hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would definitely say having updated bio. This speaks to who you are, who you serve, and how you serve them. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times when it comes to doing podcasts or speaking engagements, entrepreneurs still do not have an updated bio. For example, I spoke with someone who had an updated their bio in about three years, so it was irrelevant or outdated to what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would definitely say have that updated bio. Um, secondly, I would say build your email list legitimately. Mm-hmm. Big, just because you're connected with someone on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or any other platform does not give you permission to add them to your email list. You must get direct permission from them. And one of, um, a good way to do this, I know a lot of people give what like free ebooks and things of that nature but why not teach a workshop in your area of expertise that it's beneficial to them that's really teaching them something for example I did a workshop on email marketing where we walked through the steps of getting set up and writing a marketing plan for your email so I love that. not only was I able to add to my email list but I was able to help entrepreneurs develop like their beginning marketing plan for their email. So, and, and plus, to be honest, a lot of people don't read the ebooks they download. They forget about them. Mm-hmm. Some people have two or three copies. I'm one of them. <laughs> I'm one of them. <laughs> so you want to make sure it's something they can use. Like workshops are really good because you're teaching something that can immediately be used. Yeah. Oh, I love that, and that's definitely a tip that. Somebody would actually pay for it. So thank you for sharing it on this space here. Um, so I love the conversation that we're having. 
Um, and actually, we're going to change gears right now and um, head into Inspiration Avenue, which is a segment of our show that allows you, the guest, to share an adage or quote that resonated with you in your life, and then you'll explain why this quote or adage was impactful. Um, so the first one that I can definitely say comes to mind is from um, the late Dr. Maya Angelou. It's from one of her poems. It says that nobody but nobody can make it out here alone. Mm. And it reminds me of the fact that we all need help. We all need somebody. And whether it's in your personal life or your business, you're going to have to have some type of team or support system to help you along the way. So don't keep trying to do everything by yourself because you won't make it. I love it. I love it. And I'm such a proponent for community. I believe that we can get further if we are a collective. Um, And so I'm always like inviting my friends into my ideas and my different projects. And so I definitely second that, that, um, that quote and I love it. So um, if our audience members want to get in contact with you, where can they find you, Tandy? Um, You can find me on Facebook Instagram or LinkedIn at Tandy Salter um, or you can visit me on my website at TandySalter.com or send me an email at Tandy at TandySalter.com Awesome and I'll certainly be linking that information in the description box of this post Um, so if you have any questions for uh, the Life and Business Trailblazer podcast you can certainly send us an email our email address is uh, T-H-E L as in Larry B as in boy trailblazerpod at gmail.com and you can find us on instagram and facebook t-h-e-l-b trailblazerpod and thank you guys so much for tuning in today i certainly hope that you were able to extract some knowledge and gems and as i say in every single episode embark forge new trails and conquer until next time guys bye